Good morning. Uh, once again, very excited to have you with us on this Sunday morning. Uh, we have been going through this series about connection, being connected to God, being connected to each other as the inside body of Christ, and then being connected to the rest of the world. And what we've been doing is we've been starting on this foundational aspect of it, of to love God with everything that you are, and then turning, once we have that, turning into um, our own house and looking with one another and, and seeing what's inside the body of Christ and, and getting to a place where maybe we can be more connected, more solidly connected to one another so that when the time comes for us to go and be connected to the rest of the world, we have strength and we don't go by ourselves. We go together as the body. And this is where we find ourselves today. In the book of Romans, Paul says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others... Serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in this letter to the people of Rome, you have what a lot of scholars will say, chapters 1 through 11, are Paul laying out his doctrinal and theological works for these people. At chapter 12, he shifts and he makes this transformation of, okay, knowing all that you now know because I just told you, here's what you're going to do about it. I've spent 11 chapters talking to you about all the things that you need to know, and now let's get into Action. And in essence, we've kind of been doing that through this series. We've been talking about the foundational aspects of who we are as sons and daughters of God. And we've been talking about what it means to be connected as brothers and sisters in that family of God. And now it's like, okay, so what? So what now? Last week down the hall, I said this, and David was in here, and we talked about the main thing, as David was calling it. And we talked about what that means for us. And we can't do the main thing alone. We can't go into the world teaching others about the love of Christ, teaching others about who they are in God just by ourselves. We have to do it together. What Paul says is he says, be a holy and living sacrifice. This word sacrifice is this, this idea, when he said it, people would have thought naturally of bringing something to the altar to God and slaughtering it, right? A sacrifice to God. Now, when you did a sacrifice to God, you know, say I have an issue and I'm going to go do a sacrifice to God to get redemption for it. I go over to and I'm a goat herder and I go and I look at my goats and I go through the goats. And I'm like, OK, I got a sacrifice to God. You 
you're pretty fat and healthy. No, 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 no. You, I'm going to look for, oh, that one's sick. I should get this one because he's about to die anyway. Let me go sacrifice this to God. No. That isn't how they would do it at all, right? They'd go over and they'd find their goat herd and they'd be, okay, you, you're sick. Uh-uh. No, no, no. You're kind of ugly. No. Um, you are, oh, yeah. You're fat. You're healthy. You're good looking. Let's go sacrifice it. Right? And, and that's what you do. You find the best. You find the best of what you have to offer and you bring it to God. That was what it was about. And so when Paul is saying you are a holy and living sacrifice, he's not saying give God just what's left over of you. He's saying God has done something amazing in your life. God has created you in such a way that you are beautiful and glorious and wonderful. You're fat and healthy. Wherever that part of your life is, bring it and give it to God. This is what he's saying. This is what he's encouraging the people of Rome and, and, and us. Is God has created you in such a way, such a magnificently marvelous way. And he's given you gifts and talents and graces that he's given no one else. He's like, that, oh yeah, that's where I need you to be. That's what I want you to bring to the altar. And he goes on to say, if you prophesy, prophesy with all of your voice. If you're a teacher, teach. If you're a leader, lead. If you're an encourager, encourage. These aren't all of the things, right? He mentions a few things, but he's, this isn't all that there is. He doesn't say anything about listening. If you're a good listener, listen. If you have the spiritual gift of just showing up, show up. Be there. If you have the gift of presence, you know, be, be there. If you have the, the gift of gardening, How can you use that gift of gardening? How can you use that green thumb that you have? And most of us think you're weird and a hippie and we don't understand it. But how can you use that as a sacrifice to God? How can you use that to usher in, to help God usher in the kingdom of God? What is it that God has given you? What is that gift? What is that talent? What is that piece of who you are that is beautiful and fat and healthy? What is that piece of who you are that God is like, yes, that's what I want. And here's the thing. We need it. We need you to be that part. We need it. Paul talks about the fact that we're a body, that just as a body has many parts that make up one body, so too is the body of Christ. Some of you are feet. And that's okay. We can't go anywhere without you. Some of you are ears and you have this gift of hearing. Some of you are livers and you get rid of crazy stuff. But it takes all of you to make the body of Christ, right? It takes all of you. It takes all of us to move into the world as the body of Christ. Each one of us is just as important as the next. Each one of you is just as important as me and Daryl. I mean, we just stand up here and we talk That's not hard. Digging the trench is hard. Going in to the places where darkness is, is hard. Now, some of you are like, I could never get up in front of people and talk. Guess what? Ain't your gift. And and thank you for not competing for my job. But what is it that you have to offer? Have you ever been, who's been in a three-legged race? Anybody? Three-legged race? Who has enjoyed being in three-legged races? 
Nobody except big people because you pick up the person next to you and carry them. That's cheating. See, okay, so uh, like three-legged race, if you don't know what it is, you know, you, you're, you're matched up with somebody, you tie the inner leg together, and you have to go from here to there without falling flat on your face, right? And so it takes coordination, or as I said, if you're like me, you just pick the person up and drag them, you know, because to, to, you're competitive and you want to win and you're not going to let that little kid next to you get you again. I'm okay now. Um, but but it's this thing that you have to work together. It's this thing where it takes coordination and it takes effort and it takes, you know, an understanding like, okay, we're going to do it this way and we have to move together as a team. So too it is with the body of Christ. We have to be together. We have to be unified as we move out into the world. It's a three-legged race, man. And we're going out in to usher in the kingdom of God with Jesus. We've got to be coordinated. We've got to be together. We've got to have everybody who has these spiritual gifts come together and bring them to the altar. We have to have all of you. We have to have everybody who's here. We have to have those of you who can listen. We have to have those of you who can teach. We have to have those of you who can hold babies and look into their gaze. And it's that first time of that connection where their feet, where that baby can sense maybe that they are loved outside of just their parents, that there are other people who can care for them. We have to have those of you who can build. We have to have those of you who can count. We have to have those of you who can lead. We need it all. The other day, I had the honor of um, attending a columbarium committal. And if you don't know what the columbarium is, it's a place that exists in our church. If you go out here and you walk down the main hall past the sanctuary, out those double glass doors into the beautiful garden and turn left, there is a little structure that you'll see. And that structure is the columbarium. If you, it's kind of a maze to get in there. I mean, not, not like a tough maze, so don't be intimidated. <laughs> you can't find your way out, you know. Um, you just go in there and, um, and, you know, and then you see um, all these people who have been committed. And, and so whenever there's a, a committal here on campus, sometimes I'm presiding over them. Other times I'm not. I usually go down because it's a really powerful event. It's a powerful moment. Now, I understand. I believe in resurrection and I believe in, in, in Jesus. Um, you know, it, it, I, I believe in all this stuff. So I do not believe that the people are actually in the box over there. Right. But. There's a presence there. And so when a loved one, you know, when, you, when you bring your loved one and you place them there, it's a, it's a holy and special place. It's this beautiful spot where, where, where you can come now day after day, week after week, year after year, and just sit and remember and praise God for their life and the way that they shaped you. And you can cry and you can rejoice and you can just spend time and you can hold those that love them too close and you can say, oh, he was such a special person in my life. And I love and I go, I love to go see these moments because it's such a great thing. The other day I was there um, and it was going on and, and we were committing um, a dear, a dear saint of the church and, um, and his family was there, his son and his daughters and um, grandkids. And, and I thought to myself, this place cannot fail. This church cannot fail. We have to be here for these people. We have to be here for those grandchildren to come and to have a place to sit and to be and to hear stories about who their grandfather was and why they are the way they are because he was the way he was. 
We have to have the ability for people to come and to experience stories and to hear stories of those people who are out there. We cannot fail. And I began to think of the importance of this place. And you may think that's funny because I work here and I'm one of the pastors here. And you should probably think it's important before that, Crocker. I have. But the weight of that moment brought it to light more so. And I thought, what is it that we do here? What is it that we, as Alamo Heights United Methodist Church, the community of New Heights, whomever you want to say, what is it that we do here? We stand on a hill and we shine a light. We go into the neighborhoods and we carry the love of Christ with us. We stand here and we welcome all in and say, you are loved by God. Do you know how much he cares about you? Do you know what you can do if you just allow God to unleash who he wants you to be? And we gather together on Sundays and we praise God and and maybe you learn something. I don't know. But you gather together and you find strength with one another and you see your neighbor and you're like, hey, we can do this. We can go into a world of darkness and not be afraid of what stands against us. And so we come together and we celebrate and we worship and we grow stronger and we move into this community. We are a refuge for people who are lost and hurting to find peace and purpose and presence and love. And so we cannot fail because the kingdom of heaven is coming and we're a part of it. We're a big part of it in this community, in this part of the world. God said, you, go. It takes a lot of people around here to make this happen. It takes Kevin and Debbie. It takes Michael. It takes Amanda sitting underneath the cross waiting for any of you who need prayer. And she's going to pray for you whether you like it. She's praying for you right now. So you can't get away from it. It takes Claire and it takes Dan up there running the sound and the stuff. It takes all of these knuckleheads up here on the stage who spend hour and hour and hour rehearsing and preparing so that they can get up here and lead us in worship. It takes all of the people that Ryan has gathered together outside in the missions, uh, in, the, in the parlor, in the atrium, in the missions fair. It takes all those people. Some of them are a part of our church. Some of them are not. But there are places where our church engages. There are places where we find the light of Christ and we say, we're going to join you in this. It takes all of us together. It takes the feet and the hands and the ears and the eyes and the stomachs and the livers and the tongues and the hair and the eyebrows and all of those things. It takes the body of Christ, every one of us together, to move into the world. When God said, go into the world, he didn't say, okay, sit for a while. We're going to give everybody calm down. He said, go. I've given you extraordinary abilities that I haven't given anyone else. Here's here's something. Pastors don't count very well. We're not business people at all. We're bad at business. This is why we're pastors. We we actually can't do anything else except be pastors. It's pretty much with a career fair. They're like, you can do nothing. We'll maybe be a pastor. Um, it's pretty much it. And so this is why we find ourselves here. And, and the church, as you know, we've talked about it. We're in a tight spot financially this year. We've never experienced it like we have this year. We've been speaking about it. We're hurting financially. We're not the only church in the world that's, that's occurring that this is occurring to. 
And so it's beginning to spark conversations that we've never had to have before. And we need you. We need business leaders and entrepreneurs who think outside of the box in ways that we don't get, in ways that we don't understand. You're sitting there thinking, why aren't you doing this? Because we don't know. Because we're funny and we like to stand up and talk about Jesus. I don't know how to start a business or run a business, but you do. And the thing is, we've never asked you for help. We haven't come to you. You're sitting there going, man, I could help you out. I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of skills. If you'd only just ask me, I'm asking. If you have that ability, if you have those skills, if you have those thought processes that we don't understand, we would love for you to bring that sacrifice up to the table and say, hey, let me help. Let me figure this out with you. If you have a gift and a talent in whatever way it is, if, if you love kids and you don't mind snot, and other people's snot. We have an amazing children's ministry that doesn't run by staff alone. It runs by all of the volunteers, all of the people, the, the, the boys and the girls, the high school people, the, the men and the women who go over there and they teach and they care for and they love. If you like teenagers, what's wrong with you? But if you do, we have this, this youth department over there that, that needs help of people coming in and mentoring and shepherding and teaching these kids at a, at a crucial time in their lives. If you like to sing, if you can sing like Jordan, why aren't you? Yeah, no, you can't, first of all. Let's just get it out there, all right? It's okay. You, you're good, but you're not Jordan. But if you can, you know, why, why aren't you in the choir or over here? Or, there's so many places here. And then maybe your gifts aren't going to be best used here. Maybe they're going to be better used on your block or in your business or at your school, or just in your family. Maybe that's where you start. Maybe you take what God has given you, these gifts and these talents and these experiences and these stories, and you say, this is where I'm fat and healthy. This is where I begin. But in order for us to do this, in order for us to join God in ushering in the kingdom of heaven, we must do it together. We must find our spot. We must become the body of Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the gifts that you have given each of us, for the talents, for the abilities, for the ways that you have shaped us unlike anyone else. To some, you've given the ability to teach. To some, to listen. To pray. To encourage. To sing. To play guitar. To set up chairs. To count money. To garden. To mentor. Whatever it is, God. You've given us these abilities, these wondrous things and you've said this person is going to be the part of the body that I need most right there God help us to understand where our place is help us to feel where you're calling us to have the courage to 
to step into those places, to be the body of Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together as we respond to the calling of the Lord.
benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. And may we, my brothers and sisters, go from this place as many parts of one body, carrying with us the light and the love of the one who calls us for the hope of the world. In Jesus' name, amen.